This is Vivid Imagination. I am Luca Phoenix, and today I'm joined by a force of nature. João Denise is my neighbor in the beautiful village of Dornes in Portugal. He's a brother, a splendid companion, and a true source of inspiration. João, along with his wife Marta, run a historical and cultural rural tourism centre called Renato de Dom Denis. The centre takes its name from King Dom Denis, a key figure in Portuguese history, and it's also dedicated to the brave Knights Templar that this king protected in an honourable way. João was born in Mozambique and spent his early years in Africa before returning to Portugal in 1978. Growing up by the sea in the Algarve, Zhao developed a love of water sports and in particular sailing. In 1979, he became the Portuguese national champion in the laser class, a boat I actually sailed myself as a young man. Upon leaving the army, he spent five years transporting boats all over the world, crossing the Atlantic single-handed on three occasions. In 1994, Zhao began working as a management consultant, helping companies deliver programs of transformational change. In 2012, he decided to leave the corporate sector and enter the restaurant business, running a successful sushi restaurant in Lisbon for over a decade. In time, however, a calling arose within him to leave the city and to seek a deeper connection and communication with nature, the principles of life and ancient traditions. This led him to make his new home in the enchanted village of Dornish in the heart of rural Portugal. The village is part of a well-known triangle, Dornish, Tomar, Almoral. There are many qualities that I admire about Zhao. Chief among them are his devotion to his purpose and his resilience. So without any further ado, Zhao, welcome so much to the podcast. Thank you, Thank you for making the time. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to be Thank with you, you here much. today. Thank you very much. <laughs> so to kick us off, I, I really, one of the things I really appreciated about your backstory is the amount of transitions that you've had um, to different contexts and different phases of life and, and different projects that you've kind of dedicated your life to. Um, and all of these, I guess, are, are forming of character in, in, in many ways. Um, but where I'd like to start really is your relationship with the sea, because I think that's one thing that when we first met really kind of we bonded over is that love of sailing and um, I know myself that relationship with the sea has been a key former of my own um, kind of way of looking at the world so tell us a little bit, bit about your life um, at sea your relationship with the sea and some of the experiences through that that really helped form you as a character hello um, I think the the sea just helped me to be who I am mm. the sea is the stronger uh, uh, nature power. Uh, if you get a rough sea, it's something that uh, you have to know yourself and you have to create the, your defenders and you have to, you have, you're going to know your limit. Okay. When I leave uh, any harbor, you know, and I, I know the weather and I, ch I never wait for good weather. Mm -hmm. Now, if I have to be a place on the date, I don't care about if it's a good weather or bad weather because I, I have to be there on the date. And that makes us know ourselves, our limits, if they are limited for us, you know, and um, we know, uh, we're going to know us, and we, we, we know what we can do, and uh, when you have a goal, if you have a wave about 12 meters or 15 or 20 meters, you cannot not go back, 
And that's the big lesson that I've learned on the sea. You never go back. So full on commitment, all in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I mean, one of the things I'm, I'm reflecting on as you, you're speaking is this idea of the um, respect that the sea deserves. You have to respect the nature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You cannot be afraid of the nature. Mm -hmm. Some friends of mine say, "I'm not afraid." No, I'm not afraid, but I respect. Mm -hmm. I'm not joking. The nature. No, I respect the nature. Mm -hmm. So it's two forces. You know, mm -hmm. the nature and me. Yeah. Uh, and the, if you have if you have that mindset, you know, if you don't care about it and the, you, you you believe on you, mm -hmm. uh, you can do it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, those waves about 12, 50, 20 meters, mm -hmm. boats with 41 foot, okay, wind do mm -hmm. 150, 200 kilometers per hour. So, yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you, Just believe on me. <laughs> yeah, you 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 faced your limitations and understood basically the resilience within to be able to overcome those obstacles, you know? You have to create, you, you, are, you have to create two voices on you. I think this is the secret, for me it was the secret, mm -hmm. okay? You have to create two voices on you. The voices that says don't go because it's difficult, don't do it because it's gonna happen, and the voices that says to go to the hard and difficult part because you're gonna be stronger mm -hmm. after that. After that. And I know that each part of my experience in life, I got stronger, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I choose the hard way. Mm -hmm. If you tell me it's easy, for me it's, it was easy, because that gives me pleasure. You know, that gives that no that can gives the way to I know what I can and not can do it. Mm -hmm. Now nowadays I say my mind decides, not my body, my mind. So if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And someone said to me it's gonna have this problem, this I don't care about it. And when I see the problems, I'm going to see this is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. So I don't have problems, you know. If I decide to do something, I don't look for the problems. Yeah. Everything has a solution. Yeah. So, yeah. and the sea teach me that. Yeah. One of the things that I, I know you faced as you were testing your limits crossing, crossing the ocean um, were some really life and death situations. And um, I wonder if you'd mind sharing a little bit about your experience with the Mistral when you were in the Mediterranean. I have so I have the, some uh, challenges of that put my life in risk, you know. And that's uh, at the time that I say that's not my limit. My limit can go either, and I can uh, I can go into another step. Mm -hmm. and I give an example from the the famous Mistral in the uh, Atlantic. Uh, you have uh, once I had the boat to pick it up in uh, Port Grimaud, that's near Saint Tropez. Uh, you have the Bay of Gulf Lyon. Mm -hmm. And the, the boat was uh, on the harbor, uh, and once I had to take the boat to, to, to Portugal, but I passed through Mallorca, Ibiza and Mallorca. So I went to the harbor and I, I said, well, I'm going to pay my, my stay here, I'm going. And uh, normally they ask, where you go? And uh, I go to Mallorca. And I ask them, look, in, on this bay, every, every day it was lots of boats, and there's no boats today, what happened? And uh, the lady said to me, uh, you go to Mallorca, don't go, because this is coming the Mistral. And I looked to the lady and said, Mistral, what's a Mistral? I know the Mistral about windsurfing boards. Uh, what is Mistral? Mistral, you don't know what is Mistral? Mistral, the waves can go to 50, 20, uh, 35, 30 meters, and the wind uh, 800, 100 kilometers per hour. I said, okay, let's see what is Mistral. And she said to me twice, don't go. It's very, very, very hard, and you go alone, don't go. 
So no, I'm going. So I remember that day, you know, six o'clock in the afternoon, I make my dinner soup. Mm. Now the wind was very good. So I have all the sails up, you know, the three sails, the, the front, the big and the, the backwards. The wind's coming through. And after 10 hours, I have to take everything down, just put the, the small one on the back. Yeah. And that was five days. The wind, the water, just look to the sea, it was white. I didn't see, see blue. Mm -hmm. Blue just gone, you know, just white. The boat just uh, turned turn over three or four times. I went to the end of the water to come up again and thought it was five days like this. Mm -hmm. But on the third day, I thought to myself, because the water comes water in the boat, the, the line, water, the, the water line was under the limit, so the boat was near to go. You know? yeah. And I said, I'm going to throw away. And then that another voice say, you're going to be like 90% of the population. You're going to give up. Mm. So I just, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do it. So I, I, I learned the first lesson mm. that lighthouse is the best friend of the sailor. <laughs> because afterwards, when you see a lighthouse, there's something amazing. Yeah, yeah. brings the hope back to the spirit. Brings the hope. So yeah. I just went out of my comfort zone, you know, mm. but I just threw. Uh, that, that's what is life. You, you always have to pass by. You, yeah. you, we don't have a comfort zone. We don't have it because today can be one, but you have a challenge and you're going to pass through. So you're going to have another one. Yeah. And another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're speaking to the real nature of resilience. Yeah. We, we're all capable of a lot more of than course. we believe we are. Of course. Right? And sometimes we you know, have a certain idea of what's possible for us, but, you know. Yeah. Nobody can ch can think that it's for everybody. It's not for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, people that have uh, the conscience that uh, if you fail, it's, mm. it's not a problem to fail, mm. okay? We fail, but don't give up when you fail, okay? Yeah. Just uh, be stronger. Yeah. When you get up again, you're going to be much more stronger. Yeah. And I think uh, our life is the small rules, you know? Mm -hmm that we have to define to ourselves, yeah. not to the others, just for us. Yeah. And that small rules make you be, uh, just get your goals, you don't, yeah. don't give up. Yeah, it's a mindset, you know. It's a mindset. And, yeah, these, as you say, these small little things we tell ourselves yeah. and continue to repeat to yeah. ourselves that can take us beyond. So, you, you came from, uh, you know, that formative experiences with the sea, where it sounds like you developed quite a warrior spirit. <laughs> and, and then having having kind of um, moved on, then you were also spent some time in the army as well and working with the special forces. So yeah. I'm curious as to some of the mindset that you picked up when you were in that context. Special forces in Portugal was very hard. I was in commandos, okay? Yeah. And uh, we didn't have an opportunity to, to, to choose. They choose us. And you, the only thing you can choose is the special forces. You, you go to the Navy, to the um, Air Force, or exercise. Okay? And each one had the special forces. And that was two years very, very hard for me because uh, my father died uh, when I was 70. Uh, I, called on, I was called to the Army on the March, uh, when I'm, I'm 18 in February, I was called for Mar in March. And I was very angry to go there. You know, mm. I was uh, for me my hunger and uh, because I, I need to work, I need to do something. I could yeah. not spend two years on the army. Mm. Okay, on the special forces, we yeah, are with other people. The people have to respect you. Mm. Okay, so it's different experience, but you need it for the future too. Mm. 
Okay, you can you have to you can let them do until a, a point. So you work the way that you the other people have to respect you. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was very important. Uh, it's completely different from the sea. Mm -hmm. You are alone, mm -hmm. but when you get with the, 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 200 men, okay, each one thinking in a, each way, and we have to to get uh, to, to get people uh, uh, together, but with respect. So you are not alone anymore, okay, on the sea. We are you are living with a community, okay, and you have to create that uh, that way of thinking, yeah. protect and respect who's under uh, or respect who's uh, behind you, yeah. under you, under you. But this is what this is what I'm interested because in, you've had a lot of different contexts where you've had to display leadership. Um, so I'm curious as you've gone through the various different contexts, you know, at sea, in the military, then in, in, in business, and of course running your own business as well. What have been some of the key core aspects that you have seen common across all those contexts in terms of what it means? when it comes to the essence of leadership? Most of people, they don't believe in them. Okay, that's the principle. Most of people, 90% of people, they don't believe it's possible. They don't believe in themselves. And you can, you have, you have to transmit that you decide what is possible. Okay, don't give up because, you, no reason, just because you don't believe it. Okay, motivation, it's one of the things that uh, you have to show to people that think that they cannot do it. And one thing, don't give them the fish, just teaching them to fish, okay? And be with them, mm. okay? Because if you have to put the fish from the water, and if it doesn't have uh, enough uh, strong to take it, you have to be with them, but don't give them the fish. Yeah. But show them that they can do it. Yeah. Teach them that they can fish. Yeah, so there's an encouragement there. Yeah. Yeah, helping them find their own courage to step outside the comfort zone, but also providing them with the skills that allow that self-belief to materialize, you know? Give, give them motivation, just tell them, create your voices mm -hmm. and choose the way. Because mm -hmm. there's the people that they, they don't want, because it's very hard to go on the uh, hard way. It's not mm -hmm. easy, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's uh, one, one thing I did on my, as a consult, if you don't want, just go. If you want, if you think that you cannot do it, it's different. Mm. But if you don't want, because uh, you are not here, you go. Don't try, don't even try, mm. because you're not gonna do it, because you don't want. Mm. So the first point, is you have to want this. It's the desire, yeah. You have to desire. Then, if you don't believe, if you don't have motivation, that is the easy part. Mm. You can work that, okay? But uh, first of all, the people have to decide. Yeah. And then uh, we can help them. No, I did that all my life, uh, but uh, I never helped nobody that didn't want to do it. And how do you see that in an individual? How do you see the desire that's there? And, and, and when do you notice when it's missing? Sometimes in the eyes. Mm. Sometimes the way they, they speak. Sometimes they don't. They say they don't want, but they want. Mm -hmm. But they they are afraid mm -hmm. to say that they want because they are afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. So, in ten minutes or fifteen minutes of conversation, you see what? Because people are afraid to be honest. Mm -hmm. 
because they say they, they think most of them talking about the, the most of they thinking that uh, if they can can do it it's easy to say I don't want mm -hmm. but most people want but then they'll have the courage to say I want I need help I love what you're pointing to because you're pointing to the importance of authenticity and how that really can bring somebody into their vulnerability, yeah. which is where all courage really resides. Yeah. It's, in, yeah. it's in that vulnerability. So yeah. to, to really be authentic and to be, um, you know, to show that vulnerability, that, yeah. that's a real sign of strength, actually. Yeah. We don't know anything, everything. Mm -hmm. I was the, I was to say the experience gets you the evidence. Uh, how do you say evidence? Yeah. The evidence. Yeah, evidence, yeah. evidence, okay? Yeah. We have to live mm. to create the evidence of it. So, Zhao, um, we're, we're sitting here in the uh, the beautiful town of Dornish. Um, you mentioned that there was a almost like a soul calling that drew you here, and I resonate very strongly with that because I've done something similar. Yeah. Um, this is a, a really magical place, um, a very historical place, a very mystical place. Um, tell us a little bit about the the history of of this part of Portugal and in particular its connection with the history of the Knights Templars. Yeah, I was to say someone called me here, you know, because we have been talking about my uh, life uh, before I get I got here, and mm. you can ask me why what are you doing here? Sea men, men from the sea, what are you doing on the country? <laughs> so I was to say someone called something called me here. I think the energy that place here have, uh, I think it's the only place, and the, as I, I travel a lot, that you can hear the silence. Yeah. And that is very, it's not for everybody, but you can hear the silence. Mm -hmm. And when you hear the silence, you are here the nature. Mm -hmm. And that energy that you can get from there, and if you know how to get for uh, this energy, you can do everything. This place is a magic place. You have the Templars, the Templars are here. I have some uh, stones with the, um, how do you call it, the cruz? Uh, the, the, the cross. The cross, yeah. yeah. The I have some cross. stones yeah. here. Yeah. They, were, they were here, you know, they was here. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel that energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a magic place. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I had the uh, Dutch guy uh, one, one month ago. And you have uh, 30 restaurants all over the world. Mm -hmm. And he said, mention a city or town that I don't know. I know everything. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on the outside and they told me, you have a unique place in the world. Mm -hmm. You don't have nothing like this in the world. Mm -hmm. So he was, he said, the voice is different. Yeah. His voice. He said, look, my voice is different here. Yeah. So donors have something special that if you come with your mind and emotional uh, open, uh, you're going to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So totally, yeah. I totally resonate with that. I know yeah. the moment I came here, it was a sense of sinking yeah. deep, you know, and that into that silence, you know, from which everything, yeah. everything emerges. So, yeah, totally Some, uh, sometimes you can hear the horses, you know, from the Templars now. <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, the history here is, is absolutely phenomenal it's as well. Phenomenal. And, um, you know, what I love about what you've created here at uh, Renato de Dondenis is a, uh, a real taste of that history. Yeah. Um, and it, isn't it interesting as well how the universe can give us signs? I mean, you know, your second name is Denise, and then you came and you found a road 
Rua yeah. to Dom Denise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was almost like, as I said, it was that calling, it was that reaching out to you. Tell us a little bit about um, Dom Denise. Uh, who was he? Um, and um, why, apart from having a similar, the same surname, why, why do you resonate so much with uh, his contribution? Yeah. It's funny because just go back a little bit, the road didn't have the name. We, have, we also negotiated that for this land for about four years. Okay. And the road didn't have the name. Mm -hmm. And once I told Marta, I'm fed up with this guy, let's find another place uh, to buy or to get. And uh, centrally, we just come to Dodo because we live in Cascais at that time. Yeah. And the, 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 the consul put the name of the road, Rua Don Dinis. <laughs> and that was the, that was the, the signal. best signal. Yeah. But we had lots of signals mm -hmm. that uh, anyone would give up. Mm. I had friends say to me, just forget, give up, because of seven years of mm. construction, this, to, to get the authorization to construction. Yeah. Everybody says to me, just forget, get, go to another place. Mm -hmm. and, as my my way of being, you know, I said, no, I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it. So I wait for seven years, but I, I get it. Mm -hmm. So then the road Don Dinish, and we know that uh, Ray Don Dinish had, uh, he, he had he passed through these lands mm -hmm. and offered these lands to Rainha Saint Isabel, his wife. Mm -hmm. okay? The Dornish was offered to Rainha Saint Isabel. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you start from here, okay, so Dornish, belongs to the, his wife, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Rainha Isabel uh, just ordered to construct the, uh, the first uh, church, the small, uh, okay? And then the Tour of Dorms was built by, uh, by uh, uh, six uh, uh, Knight Templar, which is that temple, called in Paix, mm -hmm. okay? And Rei Don Dinish uh, was a very important king in Portugal, because he is just uh, dissolve the um, the farmer, okay, mm. the Portuguese language, mm. and he protect the Templars. Okay. How? When the uh, King Philip IV uh, and the Papa Clement V mm. decide to, to 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 finish the Templars, Personal, yeah. they ask Raydon Dinish just arrest all the Templars you have there, and uh, Raydon Dinish said. They didn't do anything, and what are you saying about the Templar is a lie? Mm. So I'm going to change the name of the order, mm. the order Templarius, and Redondi changed to Orden de Cristo, Christ Order. Mm. So they protect the 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 the, 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 the bills of the Templarius and the Templarius. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That we are talking about 1312, mm. and uh, that's a big question where they they went. Yeah. And there's some uh, histories that they say that they went to the sea. Yeah, involved in the overseas then yeah. um, expansion from yeah. Portugal at that time. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. And of course, you know, if you think about what the king did at that time, he stood his ground yeah. Yeah, he took against a very, very, the, the most powerful force that there yeah. was uh, yeah. at that point, you know, but, but stood yeah. his ground and, uh, you know, um, Show the respect for um, an order which had been involved in the formation of Portugal as well. I think, haven't they? The Templars have been very much involved in the reconquista and the, 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 yeah, of the formation of the, of the country. Yeah? yeah, yeah, of course. What's been fascinating for me with the Templar history is how much it still excites the imagination of people today. Um, there's something about the the magic and the mysticism of this of the Templar story that you know is timeless, and, and I'm just curious as to you know, what's your 
thoughts around what makes it such a, a kind of a magical, mystical. If you story. read about the Templars, they will they will they start be nine, okay, nine men, and uh, they was created to protect the pilgrims to the way or to the, the the way to to Jerusalem, okay, and then imagine the courage, the determination they did for the Netherlands, not for them. Mm -hmm. uh, so and they respect the nature mm -hmm. a lot. Okay, mm -hmm. before they die, just they just pick a piece of uh, of the, the the sand and kiss and ask the mother the mother nature. Mm -hmm. Okay, because they are all here. So yeah, that respect that devotion to nature is quite interesting because I know they had a big devotion to the Virgin as well, right? Yeah. And that's that's you know if you think about it, that's Mother Earth, right? And that the, yeah. the, the goddess and that, that that connection with nature was very very important to them. Um, and I know it's one of the things that really drew you to this place as well, trying to reconnect and develop a communication with nature. Yeah. Um, and it's very much part of your purpose here today in you know rural Portugal, the regeneration of the towns and uh, the regeneration of the traditions that um, you know speak to that deeper connection with nature. I wonder, could you talk a little bit about you know? you know, your vision around some of that. What I want uh, to do and I'm doing now, uh, and I, uh, the clients that I have here, won't think it's funny. When they go home, they go with another point of view of life. Mm -hmm. you know, because what we share with them is the silence, the energy, the, the capacity to, you can survive with the nature, you can do everything with what the nature gives to you, Okay, and one thing, the Portugal is an old uh, country, and our people, you know, they are very the old people. They had, they had knowledge that we can understand how they have this knowledge for 100 years ago, and that you you you, you practice today, you know, and old people are dying. When these people die, the new generation doesn't know anything. So what I'm gonna try to do. It's to recreate and to maintain to the next generation the tradition, okay? And it's a small tradition, but so important for our culture and for this little village keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you lose these traditions, this is going to be a village in 15 years or 100 years, it's going to be a village can be all over, in any part of the world. And we, we have to make the difference because our food, it's very nice. People are nice, you know, on the small, on the small places, not in the big towns anymore. Okay? We yeah. lose that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and here we we still are what we are as a, a, a people, as a, okay. And so I'm gonna try to even the people come here. I'm gonna try to wake them up. Mm -hmm. That's there's another ways to live. There's another way to connect people, to relation people, you know. Yeah. And the, the simply the humility and the, the small tradition that make you alive. You know? Yeah, yeah. Not live here like I, uh, we lived in town. That's mm. why yeah. running away from that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and it's it's the it's the idea that we are formed in the image of our environment. Yeah. And when we can really connect to it, there's so much that that she can teach us. Yeah. yeah? Uh, we went to uh, a beautiful evening uh, just last week, <laughs> some Faro singers. <laughs> yeah. My first time ever to hear it, by the way, and yeah. I loved it. 
But what was what I what I really enjoyed at that particular uh, event was how all of the people from the local area had brought their own liquor that they had brewed out of all sorts of different things, carob and honey and all through their connection with the land and yeah. the, the understanding of how to work with the land and how to produce from the land as yeah. well. So, and they're the types of traditions that are kind of, we were talking about maybe dying yeah. and that. Yeah. And how how do we keep them alive and how do yeah. we, we rejuvenate that yeah. understanding of what it means to be deeply connected to place. Yeah. And yeah. you have to learn with them. Yeah. Because this new generation, you know, unfortunately they went to the big towns. Mm. So you don't have a new generation to continue that work. Mm-hmm. So we are back, people come back here, have to pick up on this uh, tradition, the way they live and the way they, 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 they do the things and go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here for about uh, three months and I learned a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. I was to say that uh, to everybody, these people have so much to give us mm-hmm. and we don't no- have nothing to give to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they, they, have, they, they have knowledge to give us. They have the, the, the tomato, the potato. What mm. do you give to these people? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. We come from the towns, from the cities, and we don't not have nothing to give to these people. Mm. This is very, very funny because these people doesn't have anything. Humility mm. people, they don't study, they don't do anything. Mm. And suddenly, just uh, find that uh, one day I was thinking to say to Martin, okay, these guys give everything to us, you know, yeah. and what what we're gonna give to them? Mm-hmm. This is a big question, you know, it's, it's, and something that we have to think. Mm-hmm. Because uh, normally the people who live in the country, they're stupid, they, they study, they, mm-hmm. okay, but they, as a human being, they are much, much more better than mm-hmm. most of the people who live in big towns. Yeah. Because they, are, they give everything. Yeah. And don't say no to them. Mm-hmm. Because when they give, they want to give. Yeah. So, so here you cannot say, no, thank you, don't do it. because. They're gonna, they're gonna feel uh, sad now because mm-hmm. when they say to you, "I'm give you that, take this," that they mean that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so the simplicity of the people is fantastic. I often tell a story to <coughs> some of my friends back in the UK of an experience that myself and my wife had here uh, about a year ago when we were uh, late one night driving to a friend's house and the small car we had broke down. <laughs> And we're still working to you know, develop our Portuguese, so <laughs> we went to a local bar and slowly tried to communicate what the problem was. And as soon as they understood, yeah. straight away, two gentlemen got up from the table. They said, where are you going? We told them where we're going. It's about 20 minutes away. They said, we will take you there. Yeah. They drove us there. As they were driving us there, they gave us a number for a mechanic to get the car fixed. And when they dropped us there, and I kind of asked them, you know, Quanta Kushta, how much do we have to? No, no. zero. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it was just that I felt so welcomed, I felt so held by by the people, and the generosity and the contribution was incredible. You know, it's yeah. it's something that um, you, lose you just don't ex- yes, you don't experience in the big no. cities. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's uh, that's magic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is magic. It's Absolutely. Magic. Absolutely. You feel again that you are a woman being, not a machine. Yes. No. yes. Here you feel the relationship, you feel again that uh, yes. it's possible to live in a community mm-hmm. with any interest, neither just help. Yeah. That's very, very, you don't get that on the big city anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us more about the experience that you offer your guests here, because you're now welcoming guests to, um, uh, to the facility. 
and uh, you've got you know an amazing <laughs> Templar theme all the way throughout, right? Um, but tell us about the experience that that is unavailable to guests when they come here. You just choose the world experience. This is not for sleep. Okay. This is experience. Each room is uh, different. Every room is different. Each room is experience. We have uh, three rooms uh, from the, the Templars, okay, Jacques Moulet, the, the last Templar, Gaudin Pais, our Templar, uh, and then uh, the Orden Christ, that's the, 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 the room that shows the, the difference between uh, Orden Templaria, mm -hmm. the Templar Order, and the Christ Order, okay? And then we have a, a house, the Queen Isabel, uh, Reine Isabel, Queen mm -hmm. Isabel. It's a, a really house of the Queen, okay? Mm -hmm. And we have the, another house that's um, a King, Rey Dominic, and the, then we have two houses more. And what we want to do here, it's a, a, a people have to feel the history. Mm -hmm. The people have to feel how it was on that time. And the, the experience that we have, it's very easy. The people feel that time. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very fun. And one thing we do, it's very important, it's the traditional food, Portuguese food. Mm -hmm. okay? And people are crazy with that. Because you don't eat this kind of food anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can have all the money you have. But what you're going to eat on the restaurant on the city, it's not the chicken or the rabbit or the, the pork from the land, mm. okay? Mm. That you just give him uh, vegetables and the things that you produce on the land, okay? We don't buy food for the, the animals here, mm. okay? They eat what we produce. Mm. So the, 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 the taste, it's impossible to get anywhere, okay? Mm. So this, that's the experience we, give, we want to give to the people. We have people that I don't like eggs. And the martyrs say, no, but this is a different egg. This is an egg from the chicken. They say, I never eat the eggs from the chicken. And Martha make the, egg, the eggs. And on the first day, that was a couple, the guys eat the eggs. And the next day, the couple, the, the, the lady, the girl, the, the woman, the wife, eats egg too. You know? <laughs> so that's the experience we give. Everybody eats, uh, who comes here is a family, because we eat on the same table. Mm. Okay? So, and uh, we talk about uh, different experience. Uh, we can tell the people a little bit about Dorns and history, Portugal history. Yeah. So it's so been a very, very the feedback that we have. It's very, very good. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is an amazing experience, and um, I'm, it's one I'm very excited about because I know we're going to be doing a lot of retreats here where we have some of the corporate clients that yeah. I work with coming here to really experience this and. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, just before we finish out. Uh, we're obviously at a moment, um, a turning point, I guess, in um, you know history. Uh, 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 the lots of things going on in the world today, uh, lots of uncertainty, and um, the need for leadership, I think, is very strong. Um, whether whether it's there <laughs> is another question, but the need for it is very strong. Um, so what is your greatest hope for leadership today in, in, in the current world that we live in? If, if nothing changed, there's no hope. Why? Just see Europe. We have a leadership in Europe. We don't have any leadership in Europe. You can say in Russia, Putin, and China have uh, Jinping. But in Europe, you don't have anybody. Mm. So if we don't wake up in time, I don't know what's gonna what's gonna be what's gonna happen in Europe. You don't have a leadership. Mm -hmm. That's the big problem 
nowadays. So we, we have to create our the leadership of the small communities, and you are going to be your leadership of your family to protect your family to create. Uh, that's what was the big change in the world. Uh, yeah. Before you could trust on the system, you could trust on the leader. You could, now, what happened all over the world? They forget us. They yeah. forget us. You know, the people. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on because it's it, it, it's really about the importance of self-leadership, yeah. um, you know, within but also without, and particularly leadership in communities. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things I love so much about, you know, your devotion to place here and uh, you know the revitalization, the rejuvenation that you're looking to bring uh, to the community that, that's here. Yeah. So thank you very much for making the much. time to be with us today. Thank you very and, much. And uh, I look forward to many more meetings and parties. Thank you very much. It was an yeah. honor to do this, uh, to talk with you. And uh, we're going to do some stuff together. Well, certainly. Well, certainly. Thank you. Yes.